1: Welcome to season two, episode one of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of ComicBook.com. I am your host, Still Kofi Outlaw, and with me are my co-hosts Janelle Wheeler, hey guys, and Matthew Aguilar, the back buddy. from his new parenting daddy train for season two. A uh, little, little sleepy, but here to help us kick <laughs> off. And uh, if you're watching the video, as you can see, the season two budget has been increased. We've gotten a nice little upgrade here in the studio, so if you haven't been watching us because you couldn't take the visuals, I suggest you (laughs) jump in now. We've improved things. We've improved our set. I think we've improved ourselves. We might be getting a little bit uh, better looking this season. I'm not sure. We're working out Uh, real hard. We're working on the budget. We're working on the budget, (laughs) but I think there is somewhere in the budget for us to get better looking this season, so uh, be sure to check us out on video. I will have a new nose in
2: season three.
3: (laughs) Yeah, going for that new nose. You guys just
1: look
2: better
3: to begin with on the new scene.
1: Oh my God, I forgot, yeah. we still have a corner, and in that corner is still producer Jim Viscardi. <laughs> What's up? Yes. Now surrounded by comic books, as, to, as befitting this show. So, this is episode 101, if you're coming coming in from season one with the legacy numbering. And uh, today we have a lot to talk about to kick off. I mean, it is the new season, so we got to start with some uh, new things. And that new thing would be the Batman. You know, just in time for season two, the Batman is now filming. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we got some new Transformers movies. It looks like that could be restarting soon and in a much better way. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to get into some of these first Super Bowl commercials and how we feel about all these kind of big Super Bowl ads and the possible trailers for the big game. And we're going to get, a, since Matt is back, we're going to get a comics rundown. And last time we heard you at the end of season one, we were all ending season one on the cliffhanger of what would happen in WWE's Royal Rumble. So we are going to be back with a special surprise guest to help recap all of that. So jumping right into our news flash segment, that's a lot of new stuff that we're kind of excited to start off season two With, but, unfortunately, this being the show that it is and the timing that it is, we have to start off on kind of a somber note and uh, just kind of having a moment of remembrance for the late and great Kobe Bryant who tragically passed away with eight other people in a helicopter crash on Sunday in Calabasas, California, um... Yeah, we we again, we don't try to get too heavy on this show, but this has been kind of a big deal for people all over the world. He was a major just icon in general. And uh, fun fact, he was from my hometown of Lord Marion. I actually grew up in high school at the time. Kobe Bryant's rise to basketball godhood was happening.
4: That's awesome. I used awesome. to see him like
1: practicing in the gym and, you know, our town just awestruck from early on seeing this guy who we knew was going to be one of the biggest athletes of you know, our day and even then, not understanding how big of great of an athlete yeah. we are watching takes shape, so uh yeah, there's been a lot of bugged out things from people from my town because it is you know mortality now exists to us in a very kind of firm way, but that's not what we're here to discuss. Uh, this isn't my free therapy anymore. we've graduated <laughs> past that Absolutely. so back to entertainment stuff and some happier stuff. Let's jump into the uh world of d c and talk about the Batman so for weeks now, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing because we've been seeing photos leak from the Batman set.
4: Yeah, I'm so confused about this.
1: Yeah, it's movies. Like, so <laughs> they've been shooting stuff and doing stuff, but officially, quote-unquote, officially,
4: officially
1: production has just started on the Batman like yesterday. So, uh director Matt Reeves kind of put out a teaser photo of them with a clapboard and, you know, the most exciting thing we got was a tattered couch. Well, and, and the logo. The yeah, yeah that, the logo was What are you cool. trying to take, like, <laughs> Jump Gun Jim's <gym's> place? <laughs>
3: like, you, see, you see how good I was? I kept my mouth shut and everything. <laughs> yeah. So
1: proud. yeah, you got to build it up. You got to get the sizzle so then the steak. Yeah, uh, like, so, but yes, there was a logo for the Batman. And uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, dripped in red. It almost looks some people were kind of comparing it to like Batman Begins. So we got a logo. And I mean, I guess that logo kind of does confirm this is called the Batman. I mean, after all this, it's not called the Batman. It seems like it's called the Batman. So there's that. But uh, cameras are now rolling on this film, and that now that it's officially in production, we can expect to learn a lot more about like what's going on in the movie, and that process has kind of already begun. Uh, we Just before we came in here, we got some new details about characters that we're going to meet in the Batman. One of the ones that was interesting to me is we had a newcomer actress who's, who was like one of the last cast members announced. Her name was Jamie Lawson. And she was a graduate from Juilliard in New York, who was just kind of making her her way into the film world. And she got her first gig, being cast in the Batman. Wow,
2: so we were all bravo.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Talk about beginner's luck. <laughs> uh, so we were all kind of wondering who she might be playing in the film. And now we kind of learned because of this being officially in production, there are you know production releases announcing like you know that it's shooting and who the cast are. And it's been announced that Jamie Lawson is going to be playing somebody called Bella Rial, um, who is a new character by all, you know, current searches of the Internet and wow. DC comics lore. Uh, and of course, and she's described as a person running for mayor of Gotham City. So that's kind of our first little hint. And if there's some conspiracy theories about that. I mean, her name is real. Like, I mean, her name is spelled Bella real. Like, and so, like, people are kind of speculating that this is an alias. And it was kind of speculated that she could be playing Batgirl because Jamie Lawson is African-American and so is Jeffrey Wright, who's playing Commissioner Gordon, so therefore this would be kind of a, a race-flipped Barbara Gordon. Oh, man, I love um, that. And that that's not dead because technically in the comics, Barbara Gordon, there's a whole arc of her becoming a congresswoman and trying to do stuff that's not quite vigilante work before getting sucked back into vigilante work. So there is precedent to kind of spin that into a new kind of story. And, uh, and I even said in the article, there'd be room if you wanted to have kind of commissioner Gordon's daughter running for office and she didn't want to be kind of running on her father's legacy like I you could see where she could maybe kind of change her name around. So there was that. The other thing was Peter Sarsgaard who got cast uh very famous actor Peter Sarsgaard and his casting the photo we all thought that maybe he was playing uh, any number of villains like there were things thrown around that he was playing like calendar man or this other person everybody
2: just wants calendar man that name comes (laughs) up so much i
1: feel like said the guy who loves uh cardiac hey i didn't say it was bad i just said everyone (laughs) wants calendar man (laughs) no i'm just messing with you we love cardiac we love cardiac uh but it's been revealed that Peter Sarsgaard's actually going to be playing Gotham City District Attorney Gil Coulson and
3: people already think that's a red herring because yeah, they're like because he's he's
1: Harvey Dent. Yeah, like, like so
3: is he related to Phil?
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> but very close. I feel like there was a Gill in like the animated series wasn't there? Cuz I remember that name like who uh who was it? I don't think it was Ivy, anyone who, who was, was Poison uh, Ivy dating in the in the animated series before like hearing the shippers Harlequin. Quinn
4: <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I can get down with that. No, uh, <laughs> there was a
3: a Gil Mason.
1: Yeah, Gil Mason was in the animated.
3: He was a deputy police commissioner?
1: Well, that's who this guy kind of is, and uh,
3: secretly works for Two Face. Gotham- put it
1: together, Gotham City <gasps> District Attorney Gil Coulson. Uh, and wh- who was he in the comics or in the animated series? He
3: was a deputy police commissioner under the command of Gordon, but it was revealed that he secretly works for Two Face. <gasps>
1: Oh yeah that's right and that's like all part of Poison Ivy's origin that's how she becomes Poison Ivy We heard it here we broke it so uh, yeah these are kind of possibly red herring roles and the fandom of course is not giving up on that so those are our first insights into the Batman I mean we've already seen things like them testing like now it makes you wonder like it makes a lot yeah. more sense now why Colin Farrell wasn't maybe in full Penguin getup. You were yeah, saying just or, like
4: photos? They were or just, or just testing. Take, like, okay. Yeah, like testing Rehearsals. Images, like why the yeah. desert
1: Batman, motorcycle Batman was just on the street in London. Right, like, and not really in
4: any gar, like yeah. a real costume. okay? Exactly. So that makes cool. that would
1: make a lot more sense. Yeah. This is just kind of pre-production, testing the images, getting the cameras and everything, the director of photography or whatever. Uh, and this is the official start, so. I love nice. bad girl theory. I'm, I'm Me totally too. out that. Yeah, God, so am I. I, I that. And that, that, it's an interesting thing because when you go back and read Congresswoman Gordon arc, um, yeah, basically she kind of gets an ex-boyfriend out of jail helping, trying to help him like get a second chance, but it goes bad. And so she says, well, vigilanteing isn't doing it. I should affect policy and get into that whole thing. And then she misses her reelection bid because she has to strap up his back girl again and go stop something. And by the time she does that, oh, wow. she loses out on kind of. And
2: then if mm-hmm. Christina Hudson can then finish that script yeah. in time, and that that's the biggest question, right? Yeah, because it back connects. Girl, yeah. That's, it, and this
1: is always the question still hanging yeah. over this movie that is going to be interesting. Of all the things, I mean, here are the things that are going to be interesting that are going to start rolling out really fast the costumes, obviously are Can't going to start wait. showing up because they're going to start having to shoot and people are going to start to... Well,
3: I'd say, I mean, like and we and are it. officially, like now more than ever, officially on Pattinson Batman Watch. Are you
2: excited? Are I'm you excited. excited. Yes.
3: Oh, he's finally excited. I'm actually excited.
4: excited too. I was going to say that today. I'm really excited to actually Until get a little bit more digging. Until I we're see the suit and then an yeah. 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 This movie
1: is fine. And then we're back trash. Debbie Deflator over there. <laughs> 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 there back down to nothing. So we look forward to that process. But yeah, we're going to start to see the costumes, obviously, but also, we'll begin to kind of have to address, you know, larger. There'll be larger concerns and questions that maybe start to either become hinted at or apparent about is this isolated? Will we see like Zoe Saul, or Zoe Saul, uh Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman show up everywhere? Is this going to be connected to Hodson's Batgirl movie? Like all of that will start to kind of take shape, I think. Mm. So that'll be interesting to see. So if you aren't signed up for comicbook.com backslash DC, it's time to do so. Because these aren't Batman rumors anymore. We don't have to go to Reddit for any of this. It's real. <laughs> it's real people. Like KC and Jones
2: say, tell me it's real. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's real. So uh <laughs> get strapped in for that because I'm really excited. I'm kind of excited to see the Batman take shape. It's been so long. I feel like this movie has been my El Dorado, like been like
5: <laughs> reporting
1: on it and like reporting on it for so many years. So I'm just yeah. excited to see how it takes shape. All right, but moving right along. So jumping over from the world of DC to the world of Transformers. So uh, Michael Bay and that whole Transformers, they ran that whole film series, I mean, below the ground. If you went to see Transformers the last night, I'm sorry. God bless you. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I did. I had to do a lot of spin outs and work for that movie and – It was just like, well, here's nonsense that connects to nonsense and more nonsense and nonsense. So, uh, yeah, that was going to be like the big Transformers universe, quote unquote, explosion where we found out Transformers helped win World War II and have been here all along and you know, all this <laughs> other retcon bullcrap. Uh, but Transformers the Last Night crashed and burned, and so did the Transformers writers' room. You guys remember that when they put together a whole <laughs> no, writers' yeah. room? Yeah. That was going to be the oh, mastermind, gosh. and now they're hanging out in parking lots with the Dark Universe gang. That Was, when, uh, oh, was that okay. when
2: Micronauts was still like part of that? Is that- oh, it was going to be like a big shared.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah, there were plans on plans (laughs) on plans. But now we're scaling back and we're going for something much smaller in scope. Um, Basically, we're getting a Transformers, a reboot of the franchise in two key areas. The first one is continuing the storylines and installments of that Bumblebee spinoff franchise, which which fans have loved, even if it wasn't a huge success. It was successful enough and it did the job of kind of revitalizing the brand in a way that hardcore fans really loved. But doesn't Uh, that movie fit
3: into the Bay? Like, isn't that part of the Bayverse?
1: Because it's the same No, not at all. It's the same Bumblebee. Jim, careful. You're going to let people know. Have you seen Bumblebee? Yes. So Okay, so you know that they call for the rest of the Transformers at the end of that movie, which is totally out of continuity with the first Bay movie where he calls the Transformers to Earth for the first time. Like,
3: Yeah, I guess mm -hmm. I thought that was more of a... uh,
2: Like a fan service-y thing? Like, yeah. No that, no, that was, that well, that was like, more of a
3: retcon, if anything. But
2: well, I mean, but it was retcon to be out of. I mean, even if it was a retcon, it's retcon to be by itself. It is mm-hmm. those don't exist. Yeah, yeah, anyway.
1: yeah no, they, you can't reconcile those two. I mean, it started its own continuity. So I mean, we're gonna follow that, and it's more along with the G1 cartoon continuity, the Transformer animations, the storylines, all of that. So I'm not mad at that because I didn't hate Bumblebee, and I feel like that's a proper restart for for that franchise. I kind of feel
4: bad because I gave up like I watched a lot of people the fir- a yeah lot of people. I gave <laughs> but alone. then I read that Bumblebee got oh, Bumblebee
1: is great. Mm-hmm.
4: really great reviews on yeah, well, Rotten mean, Tomatoes but then it was like also the lowest grossing I think yeah
1: I mean that was kind of but that's kind of yeah. tr- not the fault of that movie it was Transformers The Last Night broke people right and rightly so I
5: yeah
4: mean, at that
1: point Transformers movies are toxic and amazing like- <laughs>
2: it's amazing how you can be a failure and you make 600
1: million I
4: know that's crazy
1: <laughs> that's, that's crazy to me and, but I mean this was similar to the Fast and Furious franchise like Fast and Furious came out and it wasn't a smash hit when it came out it wasn't until the next one came out uh fast five that it really kind of kicked into high gear but fast and furious had to do the work of turning the franchise around and putting it on a on a better road path yeah know, pun but like yeah and so that's what bumblebee kind of did bumblebee had to take the bullet of you know showing us that there was this better version of transformers at a time when people were so skeptical yeah i think it'll be good if they do a bigger like an even bigger Transformers G1 movie Mm -hmm. in that continuity, it, it will be a bigger deal. But the other thing in here that I'm personally really excited yes. for, yeah, this is, is crazy. We're gonna get an adaptation of a movie adaptation of Transformers Beast Wars. Yes. Which, if you grew up in like the 2000s when people started figuring out computers can make animation and <laughs> did it really poorly, but uh,
2: Optimus Primal baby,
1: yeah. <laughs> so Transformers Beast uh, Beast Wars. I forget what the actual. Don't quote me. I'm not a Transformers expert. But uh, the series continuity was—I forget if this was like prehistoric Earth or a different planet that they landed on. Or was, it was, it was actually, actually a
2: different. It was not Earth.
1: Yeah, mm. so but I don't planet.
2: remember like the name and
1: stuff. Yeah, we don't remember the nuts and bolts. Basically, these are transformers who transform into like animals instead of instead of cars. So there you go. Um, For a lot of people,
3: I would say like like our age, like. This is their Transformers.
4: Right. Like the toys for me, that we played with.
3: Beast Wars is Transformers. Yeah,
1: be careful with yeah. our age. We're just talking well, about that's this. right can I, can't I forgot, throw that around. I you guys are I'm an 80s baby way, like Yo Gotti. like I came up like yeah, G1 Transformers is my childhood. Yeah, okay. now, I was yeah. in Atlanta in 86 for, for me that in my
3: early in the 30s theater. Beast Wars is my Transformers.
1: I yeah, love. I mean, I'm obsessed obsessed with I'm not I'm not, ha- not going to hate because Beast Wars, I, I was the only Transformers I stuck with like in my college years. Mm-hmm, that yeah. was the one I watched. It made the and, biggest like, yeah.
2: impression on me. I mean, I still I was like the Transformers animated movie is Quintessential's Transformers for mm-hmm, me. That sure. is the my yeah. that is my movie, Ultra Magnus, like all that stuff. <laughs> but Beast Wars is my like right after that is my favorite yeah. series. I
1: mean, that's the only other one I kept up with. Yeah. When they went to like 50 other different animated series you lost. Yep. Like Beast Wars was the last time I was on. And that was like the other heavy mythos. That's why I'm saying. I'm trying to remember like all the ins and outs of this. Crazy that it was
2: only on for three seasons. Yeah. Yeah, It's nuts that like people so have such a giant perception of it. And it was on for three seasons. And if you go back and watch now. It's even rough. then the animation was terrible yeah. but it's still so cool. I mean, it was it's terrible if you watch Stayed. it today. Dude
3: the cheetah the cheetah guys, well, yeah. guys transformation <laughs> was so bad. Even <laughs> back then,
1: Jim.
2: Yeah. Even back then <laughs> you could kind of look no, at it and go, but like it back then, little, we were watching was, that. I was, I was we were watching, watching reboot, reboot up, and we were care. like the future." <laughs> <here."
4: laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> the future like <laughs> it was like that and like what was it? reboot. It was reboot. Yeah, yeah.
2: reboot those shows
3: man, which also looks terrible. I feel like you
4: guys need to watch. Have you guys seen the show on Netflix? It's like the toys that made us us? like if you watch the Transformer episode it like I think of it as a toy I don't I wasn't like into the movies that. or the TV shows or anything but even just that sentimental value of like playing with these toys as a kid and then having these come to life in this magnificent way now yeah. because we have the technology to make things we have the power to do really cool stuff <laughs> uh, it's just I feel like everybody who is a big fan of anything Transformer you should definitely watch that show because that episode Absolutely. is just like so sentimental
3: and
5: then stick
2: around for the turtles and the Power Rangers
5: yep yeah, are those are, sure are great
4: too <laughs> I just
2: remember watching
3: Beast Wars and like being like I, I, every kid loved um, d- like Dinobot. Right. Um, mm. And so when everyone's like, oh, there's there were there were other Dinobots in the original Transformers. I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> those minute, are, are you hating those are on not- Grimlock? Right now? I mean, no, I, I mean, I've, I've, learned love I've learned to you've love Grimlock. I've grown to
1: love Grimlock. Grimlock the time, is the best Dino Bot. What are you time, talking about?
3: At the time, that I is was the most like, pretentious no, crap there ever. There's only
1: one DinoBot, room, And it's one from Beast. <laughs> <laughs> no. This way. is one of those times you've spun off into your own opinion. <laughs> we don't Charlie know level opinions over Me here. and Grimlock.
2: Grimlock is the man. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: saying there was only like one Dino Bot that wasn't Grimlock, I can't rock. If I had something to throw right now (laughs) (laughs) all right but we're getting this beast wars movie and that's gonna be like a that's gonna be a good ding, right like we have more information but uh, i kind of broke my computer here so we're just i need i forget what's the cheetah's name
2: cheetor is it cheetor Cheetor. okay and then rhinox i need a those three i don't need all the other ones but i need those cheetor i need rhinox optimus primal oh yeah and cheetor no rat trap i loved rat trap
3: i do like megatron's name in in the show. We'll see, but then he was Megatron.
1: Was he? But he was
3: a Tyrannosaurus Rex. He was a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but his name was Megatron. That was the best thing
1: about this
2: show, though, because I think. This show, because the graphics at the time were so like boundary pushing. Right. They only had like six Transformers per team. It was like four or five at a time. This is when video
4: games were also starting to get like that 3D feel. Like I remember playing Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah. And I was losing my mind because it wasn't that pixel like Mario thing. It was like that 3D feel. Yeah. And to me, it was just Amazing, yeah. like so forward thinking. That was Beast uh, Wars. Like you said, the future. Now that we've
1: dated ourselves,
3: <laughs> uh, uh,
1: not to put down downer on this, but writing the Beast Wars movie is James Vanderbilt, who wrote the uh, big hit sequel Independence Day: Resurgence. So, uh, oh no, uh-huh. yeah, has he written yeah. anything else? <laughs> Possibly. I do not have the scrolling fingers power. Now. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hey man, you know. But uh, so, just keep that in mind and temper expectations. I did that movie to get to this one. We'll go with that. Mentality. He
2: got that out of the way. He got all the yep. all the suck out of the way, and now he's gonna kill it.
1: That is not him. I'm in your corner. <laughs>
2: I'm in your corner, James Vanderbilt.
1: <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, the best. we're we're hoping for the best on this. I mean, Beast Wars. I mean, if you can't tell, passions are already flying around here about Beast Wars and or Grimlock. And or mm. bad opinions about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you I'm gonna just-
4: stay neutral here. He just dropped
2: that like so casually too. It was, it was yeah, the nonchalant. Like, you have to watch Jim because he just tape. drop
4: it like
1: it's common <laughs> Yes, he does that. He's just like, yeah, man, and everybody knows Grimlock was the sucky one. And going on. uh, 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 uh. And that was, was
2: the best, everything best everything moment was of was those, those uh, <laughs> uh, War for Cybertron games when you could actually take on, B, be, become Grimlock those games high moon man i just needed
1: okay okay some okay here's some here's some here's some good news for james vanderbilt he also wrote darkness falls zodiac uh white house down the amazing spider-man the losers uh, oh he wrote the first
2: amazing spider-man
1: yeah okay the meg altered carbon like so it's wow house with clock in its walls like so he's not oh I i love that too He's not too bad. I mean, Independence Day sticks out oh, as, I do, I as like and ready or not. So,
2: Oh, mm-hmm. OK. Whoa. Mm-hmm. He's got way more hits oh, than no, Sorry. He produced yeah. ready or not. Uh,
1: it's still, no, feather in the long. cap. So he, <laughs> he's produced. He's also produced some pretty hot genre stuff and or and/or written. So let's just be fair I, to the man and say that uh, Independence Day 2 sticks out as the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel good so, now. I feel totally good Let's just ignore
4: that. Now. Let's just not yeah. even.
1: <laughs> so there's, there's still hope for Beast Wars. So prayers for Beast Wars. All right. Moving right along. Uh, we'll take a minute. We got time, but, uh, just to kind of take a quick minute and say, uh, Jamie was on with us recently and we did a kind of whole breakdown of Star Trek Picard when the premiere episode is now up on, uh, CBS All Access and, uh, it's been killing it. Picard set a good streaming record for CBS All Access has gotten new subscribers in there like none ever before. And, I'm just going to, I mean, this is a shameless plug for our Star Trek coverage. We've been doing uh, a lot of breakdowns of Picard and the larger implications. I really enjoyed the first episode of the series. It kind of uh, unites classic Star Trek The Next Generation nostalgia with some uh, bold new stuff that you find in these new series like Discovery or Picard and uh, some kind of remixes of classic Races and characters and situations into kind of new, intriguing things, Um, everything from a synthetic uprising that in mass murder to a new connection between the Romulans and the Borgs and, you know, how Picard fits in all this and the kind of legacy of Commander Data. It's all in there. So if you're a Star Trek Next Generation nerd, now's a great time. Be sure to be checking out Picard because it's killing it. And we got plenty of uh, coverage of that on comicbook.com Star Trek. So, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to deep dive into some of these Super Bowl commercials, break down these new comics, and we're going to tell you what happened in that Royal Rumble over on the WWE front, so stay tuned for all of that.
5: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes.
1: righty then. So Super Bowl's coming up this Sunday. Uh, I mean, we're here in Nashville, Tennessee, so we only kind of care because our team didn't really do it. Yeah. But Mr. Connor Casey is over there, and uh, boy, that photo of him—that uh, <laughs> photo of, of him in the cheese shirt, jersey—is s- yeah.
2: so money. I love that <laughs> thing so much. It'd be uh.
1: cool if your name was Connor with a K. Then this shirt <clears> would make a lot more sense. Yeah. If you were Connor for real, oh <laughs> man, yeah, Connor Casey's here.
5: <laughs> he's supposed wow. to fan. <laughs>
1: be WWE guy. He's going to talk for a bit. We're going to let him anyway, we're even not though let him he's sporting that though. Kansas City. That segue was just as
2: good as the women's ending to the Royal Rumble.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> boom! No. Oh, wait, well, keep your wrestling tights on. We'll get there. <laughs> All right, but for the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about some of these commercials we're going to talk about in our uh, next episode closer to the weekend of the game. We're going to tell you about the trailers you need to be on the lookout for and we expect to show up. Uh, let's just say if you're a Marvel fan, be sure you're watching. But uh, well, like I said, we'll get to that. But we're going to talk about some of these commercials because you guys know uh, always when the Super Bowl comes, there's commercials and they're talked about and they have stuff and they play with famous stuff. So we... Kind of grabs a couple of those (laughs) that appeal here, and we're going to talk about them. Um, The big one here is, uh, I mean, they've suspended this campaign. I mean, this was Uh ill-timed, unfortunately, but uh, Planters (laughs) killed off Mr. Peanut in an epic action movie car crash. But the Kobe thing kind of put a damper on that. It got a little too real with that, and so... We don't know what happened with Mr. Peanut. Now they suspended that campaign. There's supposed to be a huge eulogy for him at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and, you know, during the Super Bowl and everything. But uh, there were
4: even like hashtag. They're encouraging people to post pictures that said like "RIP Peanut." No hashtag RIP <laughs>
5: Peanut.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and, and oh, now this so just
1: seems
2: really, really <sighs> bad. I feel I mean, so bad for those PR people because I'm not going to say it was the was best stunt, idea. but like, there's no way you can see. No, oh no, what happened coming? So it's just you kind of feel bad of like. If it would have dudded, fine. But this is like something that you just can't control. And I don't it's know why that was
4: ever like going to be good. It's Death. Like why? Well, America's changing. It's
1: changing. Time for Mr. Peanut and everything he represents to uh die. He never acknowledged George Washington Carver, so that was kind of like, the
5: history. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> I
1: kidding. look, I don't question
2: anything in a world that how many Super Bowls in a row do we have those stupid GoDaddy commercials like oh my God. those, Yeah, those went like, over. Yeah. Look, whatever. Stuff works, it's weird, but this maybe would have been I memorable.
1: Mean, we were some of the first people to report this, and so I got to see how quickly I mean in how big this got because yeah. I did it I mean Jim and Joe had me doing the story in the morning and I was like you guys are crazy <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <That's> so
1: stupid <laughs> and then like sure enough all everybody in the world was like oh my god Mr. Peanut I'm like driving home that night on the radio they're like Mr. Peanut's dead and I was like oh, okay good for you marketing people but yeah um, the Kobe Bryant thing obviously made this really too real so they're kind of pushing this to the background but yes but if you people see it. But Wesley Snipes is back y'all. Yeah. Like, he's in there because he needs to do peanut commercials now. Oh. So, uh, there's a lot of sadness <laughs> in this commercial for <laughs> a lot of reasons. But
4: I think the whole <laughs> point is like if you haven't me. seen was... it basically they get into a car accident. They're all hanging by a twig on the side of a mountain and then they're like someone has to let go and die to save us all and so Mr. Peanut and I quote, needs to save his friends and falls to his death. And then they, um, they're like, well, he could have survived the fall. And then the car explodes that he was in. So yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it, that's, that's what happened. Wow, well, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are very upset Jeez. about the spoiler. You
3: did leave Gosh. one thing
1: out, which is that he never loses his monocle because he was a real G. Mr. Uh, Mr. B- he never lost his monocle. He's a hero, man. Yeah. Maybe he this
4: will bring him back. Maybe now.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, the world the, could use a little, uh, cheering up yeah. So planners. Hopefully you guys have a resurrection plan. In that place. would be great. Uh, moving on to something that's a little less serious than, uh, uh, you know, reminding us of, some of our own mortality is, well, I guess this isn't a good example, was uh, Brian Cranston recreating the Shining for uh, Mountain Dew. And uh, Mountain Dew, uh, what is that? Like less calories or something? I don't even. Oh, is that. Half the time Dew? I don't I even get the like average. It's Mountain no, like sugar sugar Dew zero, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. sugar yeah, and so he does the famous ba- uh, Shining bathroom. Here's Johnny scene with Tracy Ellis Ross um except he gives her a mountain dew and then she's happy so
4: and then at the end he's like two twins dressed yeah. up in dresses like
1: it, yeah there's a again, there's an elevator an flooding <laughs> out with mountain dew instead of blood blah 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 the shining if you want to get some shining <laughs> but, nostalgia mountain, that's a lot better go mountain, watch mountain Doctor dew zero from...
3: just sounds like an oxymoron
1: yeah, yeah. like i don't understand mountain dew well if dew you just, just want the taste without the harmfulness of the sugar
3: well, i mean but that's what diamond dew is <laughs> who just wants the taste of mountain dew
2: i love diamond dew like like actually
3: i like diamond do
1: better than mountain dew oh. like wow. for real.
2: like i actually prefer it
3: like you don't just drink it just to no keep yourself i an prefer like, like
2: i did it before like diets and all that like i prefer diamond wow. it's mm. a taste thing i don't know why but i don't i haven't tasted zero evidently it tastes like the difference between them is literally this big
1: and so there's yeah i don't understand it either but. Every time I see Mountain Dew, I just think of that stuff slurm from Futurama. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no thanks. But uh, yeah, it's been so like
4: seven years since I've had Mountain Dew, and now I really want a Mountain Dew. See? So they did their job.
2: Super
1: Bowl ad worked.
4: I want it. <laughs> Except I'm drinking the real thing. I'm not going sugar-free. I, you know, if you're going to do it, go all the way.
1: Hey, man. You're, uh, there's so many <laughs> jokes in there. Okay, I'm just okay, going to pass. Okay. I'm going to pass on that joke. Uh, we'll let you guys wonder what that one was, what was for. If you contribute to my non-existent patron, maybe you can uh, figure that one out. <laughs> All right, but moving along to commercials, uh going over to uh new Marvel Universe inhabitants Rick and Morty. Uh Rick and Morty oh, have a commercial gosh. uh for Pringles which is done in classic Rick and Morty fashion. This is the only one I suggest you actually go I and loved watch because it. it's funny if you're Rick and Morty fan. Even um, if you're not because I don't yeah. really
4: watch it, but I was I laughed out loud. I just thought it was great.
1: Yeah, the premise is Rick figures out that they've been trapped in a Pringles commercial. So it's kind of meta and he's trying to get them it's out so of it good. while also advertising Pringles and uh, Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland always do a great job of shameless, of walking the line of doing shameless plugs using Rick and Morty, but making them not feel that way. And so this is another one. And like I said, this is the only one I actually recommend you watch. Well, that's not true. The next one I also kind of recommend you watch, which is uh Chris Evans. Um, John Krasinski and Rachel Dratch is her name from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, Rachel. all doing uh, a Boston accents for a Hyundai uh, Sonata commercial for the self-parking. Um yeah, so there's a basically John Krasinski comes up to self-park his Hyundai Sonata, you know, getting out of the car and letting it park itself. Robot cars, we are here. So and they do it as if it's in Boston and Chris Evans and Rachel Dretch and That
3: one is very good. I watched yeah. it this
1: morning. And it's- John Krasinski all have a conversation about the self-parking car using Boston accents. And they do a pretty good job. Chris Evans does a very good job of his like crazy Boston accent.
3: More and- more and more I feel that like out of the original three Avengers, Hemsworth, Danny Jr. and Chris Evans, Chris Evans is going to be the one who will be able to continue to have a successful movie career. Well, I yeah. He's already so. proved Gosh, it, right? Great. Like right out of Dude, the gate. Dude, <laughs> he calculated
1: – I don't know if you remember the Captain America actor search I do because it took up a lot of my yeah, like, professional life for a exhausting. long period of time. But like he was calculating this all all from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, you wow. know, Chris Evans always knew the door out and when he was going to move and what he was going to do. He got in some directing in there. So like, yeah, I mean I don't, I don't fault that at all. I mean he's – I remember that controversial article written by that uh, uh, journalist when he was kind of coming up about the Avengers time and like – it was just all about him being like a pure Hollywood machine man. Like mm-hmm. he was just a player of the game and the top level. And I I would agree with that. I think Chris Evans is very careful about you know, what he does, what he gets out and controlling his image. So I, I would not bet against that at all. And I mean he's getting paid for these kind of commercials and we don't hate him, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving right along to something we did somebody else is getting paid for commercials and who we do hate, which is MC Hammer doing Cheetos commercials sitting at his piano doing recreating who hates
4: MC hammer
1: really I, no, I, 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 I liked it i loved it. i liked it before he the show sold a cheetos like oh, dude, I, I love, love it. cheetos it
4: was so good Fake cheetos are the. okay who can like everyone can cheetos. relate to the cheese stuff cheese dust oh, yeah, yeah, stuck absolutely. on your hands and you can't touch this uh, no,
1: no, no, uh, uh, no 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 i'm a proud lover of dad jokes it was just annoying i'm not a proud lover of this
4: I loved it. Oh,
1: man, man. Like, just if you just need money like that, just sign off your hologram. Just just (laughs) sign off on your hologram. Let them do whatever they want with your hologram and just take the money and retire. Like MC Hammer, like you got me into music. This isn't a good look. Like, I'm sorry. I can't. MC
3: Hammer got you into music. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, having s- more
3: pr- 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 I'm having more trouble trying to reconcile
1: that statement than well, you a giving tender, MC Hammer at grief a tender for tender Cheetos age money. of 7 as a second grader I had been listening to Bach <laughs> for quite some time but I Bach. grew quite bored with it so I decided to see Sebastian? what my fellow young American youths what were you bopping to that day and when I tried to figure out what my fellow American youths were bopping to in the uh, tender year of 1989 it turned out a man named MC Hammer was a uh, Asking people, please hammer not to hurt them. What was I listening and to so, in 1989? Like, exactly. I was listening to this was years Lionel before Richie yeah, was in Chicago. Classic, <laughs> rock band. Was, and was classic
4: rock, man. Mom and dad having a classic rock fleet with Yeah, back. we, I mean,
1: I. <laughs> I mean, I had classic soul stuff, but this was the music for us, the kids. Yeah. Sorry, I have like, to go yeah. pick up my eyes. They rolled so far <laughs> back this, in the back of my head. <laughs> MC Hammer rolled right into Criss Cross. <laughs> hey, man, it was oh, a quick transition. A jam. yeah jam. MC Hammer rolled right into Criss Cross and Vanilla Ice, which rolled okay, right I never into- Again, we should Chris get a commercial <laughs> with all <laughs> of Chris Right into no. Dr. Dre and Snoop no. and the Chronic and everything, and then, oh. you know, we never looked back hey, after respect. that. I so, actually respect that. Also, it was not a Cybersil fan, but okay. Yeah. Oh well, I don't know what to tell you about that. You just was bad taste. But um, yeah. So MC (laughs) Hammer coming. I mean, this was like my musical beginnings. My first real jam was Can't Touch This, and it's just sad, man. I'm sorry. I can't. I liked
4: it. You guys judge for yourself. Let us know. Hit us up with hashtag. I really should have brought (laughs) that
1: cheetah pop today. It would have been more fitting.
4: And finally,
1: (laughs) in case you guys aren't done with Old Town Road yet, you can at least see Sam Elliott sing Old Town Road and Doritos commercial.
5: Yay. Which I mean, if
1: you're gonna go out and do this one more time and and really kind of drag this horse through the mud till it's good and dead, like Sam Elliott, the consummate cowboy person on earth should be is a good pick to kind of have him get in on <laughs> it.
4: loved him in and it. that's a
1: fun spin on something yeah. like that's not sad like that was actually it's uh, not
4: yeah. loved him no. it's not sad with, like, no why is that? Well, okay
1: is. why do you hold MC well, Hammer to sit okay. there there are degree. a lot of because surprises I get the, going I, on in this I get empire. the ironic <laughs> humor I get the ironic humor of Sam Elliott playing on his own persona for something he knows is absurd no
4: I thought that yeah. was great it's just leave to Nas MC Nas Hammer out
1: of just yeah
3: it was the it was the hottest song how could you you leave that out like no no you can I'm a Kofi song. this is like the hit. perfect blend I'm not with Kofi on MC Hammer but on this one it's I mean, <laughs> it is I'm, perfect I'm over that song. I'm
4: over the song. So maybe it's just it's, that. it's it gave a
3: just new that. life.
4: I'm
2: over that song. I've heard oh, it
1: 90 you. million you in times. wrong been on, city, you guys. <laughs> it's been
2: on every single, like, radio award show, whatever. Yeah, I'm just done. over it. But, yeah, there's no hate on Sam Elliott. I watched him do no, it.
4: No, he was great. I yeah. thought it was hilarious. Like I love the way that yeah. he spoke it. It's just adding little Nas X in it as well, like the actual guy coming in on a horse. I was like, dang it. I wish they could have just used the song and not... The actual artist, because we are over this. Yep. Art. I'm over well, Illenazi. Most
1: singers say he didn't at TwitchCon. He left us hanging.
4: I'm <laughs> not in that big band. Like,
1: Yeah, they don't do that. Like people have a hit song, they don't just let other people play it without showing up. <laughs> that was good. I don't that recommend good. that as a uh, uh, as a musical uh, career path. But I see what you're saying. It would have been less on the nose. Um, yeah. But yeah, let us know because there is certain debates growing here. So you let us know if that MC <laughs> Hammer thing is sad. Or not. <laughs> All right, that's my spiel, Matt. You're back, and we brought you back oh because people need to know about their comics, and they're sick of hearing me try to read it to them. So, uh, oh. take us through what's what's hot in comics this week. By the
2: way, I just gotta give a special shout out. You have done an amazing job yeah. on that. So thank oh yeah, you. we're holding yeah. down that fort because. I imagine it's like reading a well, book. Well, I just do it, I do it
1: like, <laughs> as you
2: in my head. I'm like,
1: this comic is. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's it's
2: cardia- That's accurate. <laughs> uh, so, first book is a little Nas X comic book. Oh, well, wow. Here. What? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Oh uh, actually, first up is Animosity number 26. I will harp on this till the cows come home. This is like one of the best comics out there. Uh, I've talked about it in the past. So, if you're looking to give something a shot, they just started a thing which is like, throwing these weird gladiator elements into the mix. And it's these animals who have gained awareness. And now there's like a drug that can put some of them back to sleep or they don't, understand that they're like higher consciousness and things like that. So it's like, it's, it's hitting a lot of really dark points, but it's still lighthearted and fun. So anyway, you should definitely check that out. Uh, go, go power Rangers. Number 28. I bring this up because it is ending. Uh, so that will be one less power Rangers book. I get to boast about every time on these. Uh, it'll end with 32, uh, which is sad, but it is still very good. Uh, Let's see. Bat and the Cat, 80 Years of Romance is a new trade paperback. Now with Batman Catwoman coming, uh, you're gonna, if you want to find like a great reader's digest thing of that whole saga, this is a great way to do so. Uh, Green Lantern Black Stars number three ends this little weird three. Uh, issue kind of interim thing. And then Green Lantern season two, uh, launches in another month. So we're going to be back full swing into that. Uh, Suicide Squad number two, Tom Taylor's, uh, new series is just, I mean, it's the first two issues have been excellent. So definitely check that out. Uh, Weatherman volume two, number six. Uh, Weatherman is a, uh, weird, like dystopian tale of a guy that committed a horrendous act that killed a lot of people. And then his memory was overridden. And he's been living his life as this weatherman, this innocent, just kind of (laughs) jerk weatherman. And then somebody discovers what he is. And now he has to help like end this threat, this terrorist threat. And it's this weird thing of like you feel bad for him because he has had years of this new life and he does not remember the old one. But they need to bring back the old one to find and hunt down the terrorists. So it's actually really interesting. It's really dark sometimes. Which publisher? Uh, image. Okay. So, uh, Weatherman number six, this ends this arc, but the first, uh, trade is in, is in trade. So definitely check that out. Uh, Avengers number 30, uh, Avengers of the Wasteland number one. That's the new, uh, out of the old man Logan wasteland storyline. Uh, since Dead Man Logan happened and he went RIP, uh, they have now established a new team of Avengers in that dystopian world. Uh, there's a a new Thor, a new Hulk, and things like that. So very good. Uh, Captain Marvel: The End, number one, as well as Doctor Strange: The End, number one. Marvel has been cranking these out recently. Venom was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so these are just like almost what if. They always sell them as this is the final story about this character, but they never really stick to them as anything like in main continuity. So they're just kind of fun what if tales, but they are about either the death or final mission of the character. So uh, both of those are out uh, in X Men World: A Fallen Angels, number six. Uh, we also have X-Force number six, uh, ending those arcs um, of those books. Uh, we have Hawkeye Freefall, the new uh, Hawkeye series from Matthew Rosenberg, which has gotten really good reviews. So if you're looking for Hawkeye, definitely check that out. Uh, Ravencroft number one, Star Wars number two, Thor number two. <laughs> so those are the rounding out Marvels, but it's a big release week and I had to cut some out. So there's a lot of big stuff coming this week. So that's your comics.
1: Alrighty then. Well, for now, that's going to do it for me. I'm going to do the rare thing that we're now doing in season two and giving myself a break, hopping out of this chair, because Mr. Connor Casey is going to come on over here and take us through our recap of WWE's 2020. Royal Rumble, and uh, I kind of like to watch Connor, Matt, and Jim just fight this stuff out. Oh, and great. We you're thought, leaving yeah, I was me here. And we thought it'd be even funnier <laughs> oh, God, to I'm just scared. leave Janelle thrown in the middle of all this. Um, so, Janelle, tell everybody your ex- wrestling expertise, and I'm just going to throw you guys oh, in there. Yeah. Connor, come on down.
4: Sure. Well, he's... I, I, I really don't have a lot of expertise on wrestling, but I'm excited to... Uh, but see you're excited about on. the
2: Rumble
3: because I was. Your...
4: So, I was streaming. I, if some of you don't know, I'm a Twitch streamer, and I was live when the Royal Rumble was going on And uh, I had people Updating me like in the chat about Every single thing that was happening um, and it was kind of exciting. Right, like, it's kind of I fun. felt like I was watching it, but I was living vicariously through all of these like big fans in so, my uh, community.
2: So, question: After like, so after that kind of experience, would WrestleMania, which is like essentially a Super Bowl of wrestling, is coming up very soon? Would that kind of experience get you to like actually oh, watch? Yeah. Would I you mean, be interested I in watch watching that?
4: Like all of the reality shows, I watch Divas and Bella Twins, and you know, I love, I love it. I just don't. I'm, I'm a little intimidated by the storylines and yeah. being so far behind. How How do you even start
3: you? You honestly, you just jump in. You just jump in. You You just jump in. Unfortunately. Yeah. Like generally they do. The commentators do, I think a pretty good job of recapping in the moment as something is happening. WWE puts together some of the best video packages. Yeah. In the entertainment
2: industry, period, they're better than the what actually happens sometimes.
3: Yeah, (laughs) like (laughs) like, like they like they will do mini packages before you know big pay per view matches to catch someone up and things like that. And they are just the best. I am in awe every time, and they give you everything you need to know, and then you just go from there.
4: Question: If like, is it worth? watching after it's already aired and like not seeing it live oh, yeah, and all totally. of that. So I can yeah. go back it's and It's just watch more exciting when Rumble. you see Because I feel like after this conversation we're about to have right now, I'm going to watch that. I don't know. Hi, guys. Hi. What up, Kyle? <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> I'm
6: not going to lie to you. I am sick right now. But I am playing through oh, the pain because gross. the Royal Rumble on Sunday was awesome. Matt, I know you were watching. Jim, yeah. I see you over there. I know you were watching. Um this this, this sh- Sorry. This show blew my expectations out of the water. I'm not going to lie. Oh. oh,
3: I wouldn't go that far. It was pretty- already. It took it was, five seconds. It was drop pretty. A hot thing it was pretty right. slow. It, you yeah. you had no, to no, worry no. about me. The, the, the
2: Rumble <laughs> matches
3: themselves. Oh, yeah. The, Rumble, ma- the, the Rumble matches <laughs> were great. The <laughs> Rumble, like the Royal Rumble as a pay per view. Oh, the,
6: the show, yeah, the show Ooh. outside of those two matches is always disposable. You can ignore most of that. But the 30 man matches themselves, yeah. that was awesome. The women's match went by at a really quick pace. This was like the fastest rumble yeah. in like 10 years. Is that a good thing? Uh, it really depends. Um, I mean, it, you have people coming in every minute or so. So
4: I've seen some, this in video games. Sometimes
6: before. the ring has like <laughs> yeah. 10 people in it. Sometimes it's just like two. And it's all about how you pace it out. Because sometimes these things can last over an hour.
2: I did like that the women's one i'm okay with like the last especially because last year they had a bunch of time where there was a bunch of people in the mm-hmm. ring and you were just waiting for someone to come in and clear it out yeah this year you didn't have that for either one there was few times where there were more than six eight people in the ring and it was kind of nice because it made it feel like it was more
4: i can't imagine more than six to eight it's, people it's in the no, ring. It's,
6: it's insane and the way they let's get, let's get to the men's one because the women's one, you know, it was kind of it was your sta- it was a standard match, but it was just well done. I'm Not crazy about Charlotte winning, but it sounds like we're going to get the Shayna Becky match anyway. So I also really.
2: just love that it had a ton of NXT people, which yes, made me it happy. It was
6: basically the NXT Rumble, Tony said, Storm, like, like in all brutal. those people I mean, in Sure, there. but then you
3: have, um, um,
2: Green Chelsea
3: Green Chelsea come like, in and go out had have, yeah. have like a have a pretty good entrance and then oh she's gone
2: yeah, yeah you had a bunch of that in this thing I was just happy that Tony
6: made it a little longer than that. Yeah, just a little bit. And Candice. Yeah, Candice.
2: And then Mercedes.
4: See, Same I know these bit. names because of these reality shows yeah, that I watch. Right. That's so funny. <laughs> and yeah. now, I even more so, I feel like a little bit more confident to try yeah, to you get watch. into they, it. They
6: need to get Candace and Johnny on Total Divas because they're just adorable together. Oh, they would be great. They'd be fantastic. But you were saying men's. So. Okay, the men's rumble itself. So this one went a little bit different than previous matches. You had your number one guy was Brock Lesnar. He's this big, unstoppable, you know, it's oh. like a... Uh, (laughs) almost like they shaved an ape it's what he looks like and they had him start number one and then one by one guys would come in and try to take him down and he effortlessly threw out i think it was 13 13 Tied, tied
3: the braun Strowman record yeah
6: tied the record the only time anybody got close was like when keith lee got in there and i i got hyped Of course, because Keith Lee is the
2: freaking star. That was the first
6: first time I had seen him stand toe-to-toe with a guy like Brock and be like, oh, he's just just But Brock sold that. Yes. The best part was Brock's response to Heyman. Who's this big boy? Yeah, he's this dude. It was so good. It
2: would not have worked without Brock. Uh, No. Okay. Whoa, whoa. No. You go too far. No. It would have worked. It just wouldn't have been as good. It no. would have worked because yeah. a bunch of people popped for Keith Lee sure. when he came out without Brian. But if he, but, but if he got but space. if he was just someone who got
3: thrown over the top rope. Oh, there were... been No, I'm like,
2: saying, but you said it wouldn't work without him. That's bull. It no, would mo- have worked. The good.
3: moment, as it, at, it as a whole, yes, would not have. I don't think uh, would have worked. Like if they had just if they had <laughs> just got in and, and Keith had just started to like beat down Brock, it would have been like every other big guy that went against went against
2: Brock. Right? I'm not saying he had to beat down Brock. I'm saying the moment though worked because yes, it worked because Brock had a very big part in it, and Brock played that out perfectly. I disagree, but okay. Keith Lee is a star. You.
6: I, I think and they've got that bigger works. plans for Keith on NXT itself before because he's ready. Oh, yeah, he's, he's ready you now, but he doesn't need right to go. Now, but I think that they've got more in store for him. Before and I don't trust goes. Raw and SmackDown no, with and, him anyway. As you should, because <laughs> if you know anything about WWE history, yeah, you really don't mess should. him up. So, yeah. no, keep him on NXT. Um, and then we get to Drew, who Great. kicks him out. Star, Star making. Star-making performance right there. Great for Drew. Great little moment from Ricochet being like, this is for kicking me in the dick. That was awesome. I <laughs> did like that they had play that. <laughs> Rock sells the hell out of it. And then Drew kicks him out of the ring. And in the whole arena, I mean, they're in a baseball stadium for this. So it's 40,000 people. And they're like, oh, my God, this is the guy now. And you buy it. Just from the way he looked from the way he, his presence in the ring. Yeah. It all works. And then you get down to the, – and then Edge – at number 21. Yeah, man. that was you, a big... We had we had been talking about this on the website for months, and I didn't buy it because... Oh, so, Edge, guy from the 90s and 2000s, had spinal stenosis, had like a triple fusion in his neck. He was done. He was very yeah. done. And he said he was in 2011. And here he is back nine years later, and everyone's like, how the hell are you? Man? Yeah. And just, just to see him drink in the emotion. Because awesome. as soon as the music hit, everyone realized... I just, oh, I was on, I was on the verge of tears because that was Aww. my guy growing up. Oh, yeah. So it my age. Um, mid to yes, mid to late 2000s. <laughs>
4: I'm a young
6: lad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I look back young. Oh, what? Uh, okay. And then we get to the finals and everyone's worried it's going to be Roman again. Or, did you think it was going to happen? No. I thought
2: at that point when the, the, that group in the ring, I thought Drew. Okay. But it's mostly because you sold me on that because I your prediction was spot on. So right. I was like, oh, yeah, that's
6: a- the thing when you have two world championships is you can always have the guy you think is going to win, lose, and then just turn around in a month and say, I want to fight Bray. Yeah. And that's going to happen. Yeah. You just, just got to deal with it. So coming off this show, Matt, because I know you watched. And mm-hmm. I know you watched last night as well. Mm-hmm. Jim, you can pipe in on this, too. Give me three matches you want to see at WrestleMania that you think are going to happen in April. I don't have – okay, so I
2: don't have three. I have two that I want, and I have two that they'll probably give me. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Uh, so the two that I think they'll give me is they'll give me Charlotte versus Shayna, I think, so. and they'll give me Actually, Drew versus Brock.
6: I think they're going Charlotte-Ripley.
2: So Okay, so here's my thing. That's the one I think they'll give me because that's honestly the easiest route and it's the route that saves who I really want for next year and to build a program. Sure. What I want is Becky versus Shayna
6: because that, that has that's actual heat happen. and that's a story. And I think that's going to happen.
2: And then I want Brock versus Keith Lee. Again, that will that, be a next year yeah. thing. Those are the ones I want, but the other two are the ones I think Charlotte, that was my biggest problem with the women's rumble is that safe. I get it though. If you're going to do a Shayna thing, cool. You give Charlotte something to do at WrestleMania. I just don't think they'll in a, in a very short amount of time. You have to switch gears from Baszler, Charlotte to Becky, Baszler, and make it believable. And I don't think they will. I think they'll just go, let's go with the easy pick. Yeah. Let's all, have that. All go. it takes
6: is Charlotte showing up on Wednesday night on NXT, and there, there's your match. Like, they and yeah, exactly. And all Baszler has to do is show up on Raw and beat up Becky yeah. once, and Becky can cut a promo, and exactly. that it's, one's good yeah. to go. Um, I'm there with you on a couple of those. I think, I think we're getting Roman Bray. Obviously, Drew Brock's been an official. Um, I had came up with one because I was trying to do a, here's a way too early prediction for the card. Yeah. And I thought of a match that people are going to hate when I say it, but then you're going to think about it and it's going to happen and you're going to love it. Goldberg versus King Corbin. I hate it. As you you should. (laughs) I hate it. But but we've been talking, but you keep hearing about, oh, they want to keep bringing back Goldberg for these big events. And when he does, he shows up for two minutes and destroys whoever he's in the ring with who better than corbin take because spirit, it's Cor- because it means
2: that i have to have corbin on my tv for more than 5 minutes in <laughs> a night i don't to want see him that
6: get murdered. i
2: don't i don't want to see him <laughs> I are going to love it. You know that you've pressed me too far when I don't even want to see you get, like, massacred. Like, I don't want to see you on TV anymore. You take up too much screen time as it is. Go. Not go away. He's not going I want home. you to have a job. I want you to all away. that. I just don't want to see you anymore. He's Good. not
6: going away. And if we got to sit through more Corbin promos, better it be to lead up to watching him get Dolph ziggler
2: Also, while we're, while we're giving uh, little hot takes, uh, I'm over the fiend. So... There's, nope. There's Excuse me. Yeah. Nope. I'm over the fiend. That match was
6: awesome. It was fine. I, I, Daniel I, I'm Bryan. No, I'm over also, the fiend. Also, Becky coming out with a goat jacket. Uh-uh. Daniel Bryan's the goat, and you got to deal with that.
4: I know that I guy that? <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> <I Bree's,
6: laughs> what, Bree's husband?
3: I'm not. Yes. I, I am also not a fan of of Becky as the goat. Not because I don't think she's not, but not. But
2: you know. I just don't think that's the next step in that character i don't know i don't think so either i think it was just a jacket to have on royal rumble i don't read anything more Uh, into that
6: that but no she's cutting promos on youtube saying i want to be the greatest of all time and i mean look if
2: she is you know why it is So, I mean, I I feel like that has nothing to do with like, oh, that's where I want to go. That means I need to get away from the man because that's a legal
6: issue since Ric Flair continues to use the man (laughs) in his ads. He does. Here's the thing if you want to call yourself the greatest of all time, you got to be the greatest in your own company first. And she's not. She's not the greatest a uh, wrestler in the wwe no, right
2: now women's wrestler
6: no she, she just said goat. she did not specify.
2: okay but that's what you assume they're talking about because she assume would. nothing okay i assume that and i will say she's the yeah she's my clearly my favorite and the best women's wrestler in the current main roster right now that's not what easy
6: he, she's calling herself goat if she says all time no those. but
2: i don't think she what also you, means what all do you time.
6: think the at and goat stands for
2: I'm saying she's a women's wrestler. (laughs) Why would she not? You would absolutely say if a guy came out and said, I'm the greatest of all time, you would say, oh, he's the greatest male wrestler of all time. You don't consider the other gender.
3: I'm I'm with Matt on this
2: one. You know, I'm saying like, come (laughs) on.
4: Wait, so who is the GOAT? You guys. Probably Steve Austin. Okay.
2: What?
4: Oh, no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. another can of
2: worms. Give me Flair. We, we got to wrap this Baby show, Martino, so I will not yeah. go down that rabbit hole.
4: <laughs> if you yeah. guys have your goat, tweet me and teach me. Oh,
6: there you
2: go, Janelle. Who
4: okay. I'm supposed to support because I want to know more. Fair
6: enough. <laughs> yeah, so that is it for WWE. We'll not have another show until late February in Saudi Arabia. Less said about that, the better. But we are on the road to WrestleMania, so get
3: excited. Yeah, but you know Edge is going. That's where we signed that deal.
6: Yeah. 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 It'll be great. I will
2: uh, still not watch that show, but Edge yeah. Undertaker
3: <laughs> twelve,
4: very excited. Oh, I do love the Undertaker. I've actually dressed go. up as the Undertaker, and I do love the. I, I just oh love yeah, do you bag. do the
2: weird yes, eye rolly in the, the back? Oh. Yes,
4: the whole thing, man. The My hat, baby's doing cape. that right now, by the way, because yeah. she doesn't
1: have like full eye control, and it
4: freaks oh, me the no. hell out. It's <laughs> the Undertaker. That's very
2: weird.
1: It's oh, very weird. Okay, <laughs> bringing a little bit back sanity, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put a wrap
4: on this. Why did you leave me? I'm just gonna Because
1: you gotta see how you swim sometimes. The show's full of surprises. Uh, Yeah, we haven't, we've been like, I mean, this isn't the life or death training yet. Don't, don't. (laughs) Uh, So that'll do it for this first season two episode of Comic Book Nation. Uh, Thank you, Connor, for hopping in here and giving us that lovely WWE recap and slash multiple grenades that were tossed in here. (laughs) Um, If you are just getting into the show with season two. First of all, go back and listen to all 100 episodes of season one. Yeah. Get caught up on what we do here. This is a journey. You should, uh, you should know what it's all about and who you're riding with. But if you're just getting into season two and you just want to get into season two, we put up new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com where you can subscribe to our RSS feed and get regular updates on new shows. Or you can subscribe on your favorite listening platforms. You can choose from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Google Podcast, Google Playlist, iHeartRadio, or you can go on YouTube in the comicbook.com YouTube page and find uh, videos there of each show now with our prettier set and prettier people uh, for your viewing pleasure. If you want to continue the conversation with us, just hit us up at the hashtag ComicBookNation or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw.
4: You can find me at Janelle Wheeler and on Twitch, same name.
1: And you can find me at Matt Aguilar, CB. If you want to leave a five-star review of the show on iTunes, every so often we will do a kind of uh, reader review uh, roundup where we kind of read your reviews on the show. And if we read yours, we will send you a free Comic Book Nation t-shirt. All we need to know is your name, your real name, your address, and your shirt size. So be on the lookout for those. Leave your five-star reviews on iTunes so that we can read them and uh, send you some free swag. That'll do it for this episode. We hope to see you guys when we come back again for Season 2, Episode 2. This is Comic Book Nation, and uh Matt, you want to do the first one of this season? Deuces!